0: This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. ByHeart is an infant nutrition company whose mission is simple: make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, ByHeart created a clinically proven, easy-to-digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Our blend includes the most abundant protein found in breast milk, Curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com/podcast with the code PARENTING for a limited time.
1: Additional terms and conditions apply.
0: My goal is to help parents support their children in finding and reaching their own unique potential. The podcast is a place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. This week, I have two more questions. One about a needy toddler's behavior and another about an attention seeking toddler behavior. So let's get right to the questions. Danya asks, hi Aaron. my son Tyler is almost 17 months and my question is how to handle whining and crying with mom only. About Tyler's temperament and personality, he's very persistent, active, generally happy and expressive. He loves to be active, he wants to open every door, empty every bin, climb anything he can. He's very curious, interested in everything you do, wants to participate, touch, hold, everything. He's social, loves to say hi and bye to everyone, and generally not afraid of new people. If he is upset, he will let you know loud and clear, and if he is happy, he will also let you know. When Tyler is around me, mom, he is whiny and clingy. He wants my attention all the time. If I do something other than play with him or watch him play, he comes over and whines and complains and wants to be held. I've been teaching him to at least ask nicely and not whine. So after I say, can you ask nicely? He will say, please. So I'll pick him up, he usually holds me and after a couple minutes he gets distracted with something new and wants to go down, or I give him something to do and put him down. I pick him up because to me it feels like he just needs a quick mom hug to recharge his batteries. I also try to say I will not pick him up, I go down to his level and tell him that instead he can go read a book or something. He's usually okay with that after a few seconds. He cries if I go to the bathroom or another room and if I leave the house. I do not sneak out on him but inform him I will be back, but he still has a hard time. He will stand outside the bathroom door crying until his dad gets him and distracts him. One thing to note is that in the mornings, his dad takes him to daycare. If they leave before me, everything is fine. He's happy and even says bye-bye to me like five times. If I leave first, then there's drama. He does not act this way when I'm not around. If he is with his dad, there is little or no whining at all. This also happens mostly when we're home. If we're out and about, he doesn't do this much. Is this normal? Can you suggest anything to help? Should I not be picking him up so much at this age? Should I ignore him when he's asking for my attention or for me to play with him? Any tactics you can suggest are greatly appreciated. Thank you. Now this is a great message and I loved all the detail because it's really, really helpful to me to get a picture of what's going on when there's so much detail. So first, yes, this is very normal. This little boy has a very healthy attachment to his mom. This age is ripe for separation anxiety and it will continue for a while. It's also common for a child to have one caregiver that they particularly attach to, and that is usually mom, because we are the ones who breastfeed, end up holding them quite a bit more early on, and just build that attachment a little bit stronger than dads do in general, just because of the way life generally works out, timing-wise, and who stays home in many families. In some families, the primary caregiver may be dad, or if there's two dads, of course, one of the dads may be more of the primary caregiver. So he will probably go through phases of being more independent and then more clingy, but with the clinginess, will get less and less over time. So the fact that he can come get a hug or sit on mom's lap for a few minutes and then go back and play is also a really great indicator of his healthy attachment. Now, during these early toddler years, there are conflicting needs for autonomy and security, so coming back to mom or whoever the main attachment figure is for a hug or a snuggle for security, and then going back to play is showing this pull from one to the other, and him working to get both needs met. Once the child feels secure, they go back to being independent again. Now there is a wide range of normal on this. Some kids will really struggle to leave the parent and go play. Others won't come and see the parent or caregiver barely at all during play, but snuggle up at night during book reading, you name it. And it's still all very normal way of getting both needs met. But in Danya's situation, this is the most common way a child will work to get both of these needs met, checking in and going back to play, checking in and going back to play. So it's important to just be available. Now this is within reason and when you can. It doesn't mean you have to let your child into the bathroom every single time or pick him up at a moment's notice if you're in the middle of chopping up a pepper for dinner, if you're not able to. But be available to give the hugs he needs to hold for a moment if he needs and the more you're able to do this the more it will allow him to feel confident and secure to go and explore his independence believe it or not he will feel safe that mom or primary caregiver is there when he needs it and then will learn to trust it more and more and therefore feel safe to explore his play for longer as time goes on. So it's also positive that he can be distracted by attention from dad, that he can go to school with dad without too much issue. And it's okay for him to have this upset when you leave first. He'll just have to work through it. If you're saying goodbye and you're going through the goodbye ritual, you're letting him know you'll pick him up or you'll see him later, it's setting him up and letting him know that you will be there for him as he's expected at the end of the day or later on that day. And it will get better and he will go through phases. Like I said, it'll get better Then usually fluctuates from worse to better again throughout toddlerhood for some kids, even into early elementary who are prone to separation anxiety. But for most kids, it's pretty much gone by four. Now I know that sounds like a long time, but it will get better and better and the instances will get further between as he works his way through toddlerhood. Now for Donya, she's a member, so I did point her to the class on separation anxiety. For other parents who are also curious or struggling with this stage, the class on separation anxiety covers the stages of anxiety at separation why separation anxiety is normal and a positive developmental stage as well as the do's and don'ts for drop-offs or when leaving your child at home with a sitter or other caregiver for balancing both the maintaining a healthy attachment and encouraging autonomy now i've been doing a lot of reading and lectures lately on adult romantic relationships about attachment styles and how they go back to earliest experiences with this as children. There's a lot of research about how adults with certain unhealthy attachment styles tend to pair together and it creates turmoil in the relationship because of course these are usually adults on the opposite ends of the spectrum of the unhealthy attachment styles in relationships, while those with healthy attachment styles tend to seek each other out and pair up together. And this all goes back how we were parented and responded to especially starting at these earlier ages the foundations for these attachment styles get set up during this stage but the same patterns tend to continue throughout childhood so if you want to know more about setting up these healthy attachment styles i highly recommend learning about separation anxiety following the guidelines in the class on the website at yourvillageonline.com under the health and development section Also, all the positive discipline classes give the tools for continuing this process of healthy attachment throughout childhood. Now, the next question is about attention seeking behavior from a toddler, but this mom is having a difficult time not bringing attention to the behavior. So she wants to know how to work to fix the issue. As an adult and a mom of a son, both with ADHD, I know navigating the expectations of life with ADHD can be a challenge, but finding the right care and proper tools needed to succeed can be life-changing. With the right resources, you can turn your ADHD into your superpower. Done is an online ADHD care platform that can get you all the resources you need to help manage your ADHD, online visits, refills, and a 24-7 care team made for you. Starting to take care of your ADHD is as easy as one, taking a one-minute free assessment to see if done can help. Two, booking an appointment with a licensed ADHD clinician as soon as today or tomorrow. Three, start receiving ongoing care. Enjoy online visits, personalized treatment plan, worry-free refills, and 24-7 care. Take a free one-minute assessment and book an appointment with a licensed ADHD clinician as soon as the next day. Get continuous care, insurance coverage and 24/7 care team support with done for just $79 a month and pharmacy co-pays as low as zero dollars. Unlock your path to better focus now at get.donefirst.com/podcast. Done. Turn your ADHD into your strength. Head to myeq.com and use code PARENTING for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code PARENTING at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. Now for our next question on attention-seeking behavior. Hi, Erin. I recently became a member and have been diving into all things toddler discipline. I have a 28 month old and an eight month old. My oldest, Carl, started headbanging at about 15 months. Here's a quick and dirty timeline of the headbanging progression. At 15 months, Carl, priorly a great sleeper, goes through a sleep regression and starts angrily banging his head on his crib when we put him to sleep. This happens each night. He isn't hurting himself, so we leave him be. He usually only bangs his head once or twice, then goes to sleep. At 19 months, the head banging seems to be waning. I'm hopeful that any day now will be a thing of the past. 20 months, baby brother is born. Head banging comes back in full force. Carl also starts banging his head on the wall and slapping his head or face during tantrums. 24 months to present. It's getting pretty bad. He bangs his head on the nearest hard object anytime he's not happy. He also slaps his face or head numerous times a day. Anytime he doesn't get his way, he will slap his face or head. Our pediatrician suggested ignoring him while he head bangs. We did that up until 24 months, with no improvement after baby brother came onto the scene. Then we tried telling him, Carl, we do not hit ourselves in a firm, serious voice. That only made the situation worse. At this point, the head banging and slapping seems very manipulative. Carl will make sure he has my attention before banging or slapping. Then look at me again after the bang or slap to see my reaction. I'm not sure how to handle this and seem to be making the situation worse. Brianna. So Brianna, I do agree that this sounds like a manipulative or like attention seeking behavior. And I sent her to the class on the misbehaviors and solutions, again, because she's a member, because one of the four reasons for misbehaviors mentioned in the class is attention seeking. And that goes through several ways of getting rid of the attention seeking behavior. So there's two sides to this type of behavior. And it's good to work on both sides. One is the positive side, so ratcheting up attention for positive behavior, and then the negative side, which is ignoring the behavior when it does happen, because it does sound like any attention to this behavior is giving him what he wants, the attention, and so therefore it's increasing it, and that's not surprising. On the positive side, you want to use positive reinforcement. Every time he reacts calmly or less aggressively, when he's upset or put out, you want to give positive attention, even if it's just slight like an annoyance. I can see you're annoyed that your cracker broke and you handled that very calmly, thank you. If he's playing quietly, as in not rambunctious, not necessarily not making any noise at all, but you can give him positive attention for that. You're playing so nicely, you're being so calm right now. So this gives attention for behaviors you prefer to see, that he's being calm. It teaches him what behavior you like and what positive behaviors he can exhibit to get attention. It also gives him the opportunity to start associating himself with certain descriptors. Calm, poised, even tempered, helpful, or whatever descriptors you like to use. He then starts to embody those traits more and more. Now this might be a really big one for Carl also that can really help turn this behavior around. Because this attention came back once baby brother was born, he is looking for some special attention. So some special time. Having a sibling is a big upset to his world and having some special time with a parent can really help him feel more secure in the relationship. It decreases those feelings of losing status, position or attention. So spending some special one-on-one or two-on-one if you can swing it with him Doing something fun can really help decrease the negative reactions and behaviors. It can be something very simple, like playtime on the floor when the baby is napping, running some errands together, a trip to the park, or maybe an indoor play area, depending on where you live or the current weather you're dealing with right now as we get more into spring. The other tool is contribution. Having him help you as the older child, bringing him in to helping you out will help him keep his status as the oldest and help him feel and understand that his place in the family as the older brother is just as important, if not even more so now than it was before. For the negative side, you definitely want to ignore it as best you can. And I don't mean just not giving attention, but actually leaving the room. Just turn around and walk out of the room and act as if it's not even happening. So you are giving him the opposite of attention. It's not just ignoring it. You are walking away completely. So. He is actually losing your presence in the room altogether. My daughter used to do something like this. She'd have a tantrum and throw herself back on the hard tile floor. Then she'd be mad and she'd be hurt, but I had to ignore it. And soon she would just have her tantrum, but throw herself back in stages, plop her bum, then sit back, then put her head back so as not to hurt herself and it would be in the kitchen while I was making dinner, and I'd just step over her and continue making dinner like nothing happened. And it didn't take more than a couple times before she stopped. Now, of course, this behavior wasn't as ingrained as what you've been dealing with with Carl, but you get the idea. And I also had the same thing with my oldest, where I made the mistake of giving him attention. We actually had two scenarios, one for hitting the TV, and the other for getting on the coffee table. It only increased the behavior when I told him one time not to do that, so, I would see him do the same thing. He would look at me and then hit the TV and then look at me to see how I would react. (laughs) So pretty soon, I just started walking out of the room completely when he did it. So not only did he not get attention, he didn't get a look, he actually lost my presence in the room completely. And that didn't take very long for that to stop after that because he was getting absolutely nothing from it. Then I also pointed Brianna to the class on siblings without rivalry because there is some really good information in there about starting the relationship off well in the beginning and may find that some things in there will reduce the jealousy and therefore the attention seeking behavior um, and feeling some rivalry with this younger brother in the house now. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered, send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening and see you next week.